Gone are the days that we long took for granted as kids, watching Saturday morning cartoons without a care in the world, no bills to pay, and nothing to worry about besides when you're going to meet up with your BFF to go out and play. And as I think back to those times, I remember growing up watching PBS shows like The Magic School Bus and The Reading Rainbow. How's that for memory lane? But between Reading Rainbow and The Magic School Bus, if you were like me and broke screen time records, you would run into other hidden gem cooking shows like Simply Ming. On today's episode, we get to talk with... My name is Rebecca Noren, and I am the Director of Product Partnership and Nutrition for Ming's Bangs, and the Communications Director and Culinary Producer for Chef Ming's Eye. And what it's like to work as a dietitian in the culinary world. I think my favorite fact is that, so Chef, I write his recipes live as, oh, really? as he's cooking. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you must be like a master at like guessing, like guesstimating portion sizes. <laughs> I've gotten pretty good at it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my new, yeah, my new skill. I'm Jason Park, and this is Dietitians Unknown. I'm really excited to, to talk with you. Um, I was talking just a few nights ago. I was uh, talking to my fiance. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be interviewing uh, a dietitian who works with Ming Tsai. And I was like, do you know who Ming Tsai is? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, the PBS guy. <laughs> I was like, totally the yeah. PBS guy. Well, more specifically, the chef on PBS. Um, so I'm really uh, excited to, to chat with you because the other the second question she had was like, what does she do? And I'm like, I have no idea. So that, hence the whole point of this uh, interview to kind of learn more about what you do. But I think before we uh, get too uh, far into it, I would just be curious to hear about um, your background, because I think when you, you were in undergrad, you studied global health and then you went and did your master's in nutrition. So at some point in, you know, in that cycle, you decided you wanted to make nutrition your career. And I guess, you know, my question would be, what was it about nutrition that made you want to pursue sure. it? Yeah. So I think um, the segue there sort of happened while I was studying abroad. So I noticed in Italy, I mean, I'm so I've always sort of been obsessed with, I'll start a little further, farther back. So I've always been obsessed with grocery stores as now I, you know, I've come to learn like most dietitians are, All right, Maybe I won't generalize that, but I think a lot of dietitians tend to be obsessed with sort of roaming the aisles <laughs> and maybe a lot of chefs are as well. Sure. Um, and I, so while I was abroad in Italy, just sort of roaming the markets and, sort of looking at all the vegetables and, you know, I'd go and chat with the meat guy and the produce person. And, and I, you know, became friends, my sort of knack, my boyfriend makes fun of me, but he's like, you just make friends with everybody. Well, of course, like they're friendly, you know, and, you know, I'd become friends with everybody in the market. And I noticed very quickly that all their produce was just, or, you know, they don't label it as organic, but it is. Um, right, it just straight up came so, from the farm like a couple minutes ago. <laughs> like <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And I remember talking to my parents about it and they were like, well, yeah, of course. But, you know, and then we got, we would have these long conversations about sort of the, the two different food systems that, that were occurring around us, right? 
between the U.S. and Europe. And I was sort of, I was just so fascinated by what was happening around me. And so I came back from studying abroad and, and ended up working for a produce distributor that summer and created um, a food safety program for them so that if there was a recall that happened, they could easily track what they had in their uh, warehouse. Um, and in doing so, I sort of became fascinated with FDA regulations and laws and um, really wanted to understand more what happened um, from a nutrition perspective, though, and then also what was happening on the business side. So I did a deep dive because that was going into my senior year at Michigan. I did a deep dive into like, okay, well, now now that I have this experience and I, I know that I'm fascinated by it, um, like what kind of job do I want if, if this is what I'm interested in, right? So I looked up careers, I looked up jobs, and all of those jobs required either an MBA or an RD. So I looked at both of those types of programs. Um, I'm very methodical about the way that I do stuff. So it was, you know, which path do I want to take? And um, I had started out pre-med at Michigan and I was like, well, RD kind of makes sense because I did start out pre-med. I, I still love this health track. So that's sort of how I picked RD. Yeah. So um, it sounds like when you went abroad, you were like, you were kind of comparing like kind of our food system to, to the U.S. compared to like where you were at. And it sounds like you just saw, I mean, for me, it sounds like you saw like a, a difference in like quality and how, um, food is kind of procured in different ways. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I would have guessed like with someone with a background in global health and then, um, also in nutrition, like maybe they would want to solve like world hunger or something, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I was, um, I was a little disillusioned by sort of the op the job options out there in those fields at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think because I, like my entire life, I wanted to be a doctor. It Becoming an RD sort of led me back to the health, the pre-health mm. route. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, okay, this feels a little bit more full circle and I can still help people on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, if I go into clinical. So it sort of felt more, I don't, it just, as soon as I realized that that sort of was an option, it, it just, it clicked. I was like, yeah, that feels right. Um, I remember just having this like very clear sense of mm -hmm, that that's exactly what I want to do. Nice. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm curious, like, so you finish your master's in nutrition, um, you do your internship and then, what is kind of like your first job after you finish? So interesting. Um, I'm still in it, actually. Uh, <laughs> so I think there's a little bit more backstory. So during during grad school, I ended up doing my practicum with um, Ellie Krieger, who's a, a dietitian um, who also has a food show on PBS. Um, she was, she's been on Food Network as well. Um, yeah, so I became, so during grad school, I became more sort of interested in, uh, basically the way to communicate nutrition through media, right? So understanding, okay, well, we have, we as dietitians have all this knowledge, but it feels like we're not communicating it properly. And I understood then 
sort of fast forwarding a little bit more into clinical, like I never felt like I was making a difference in the hospital Mm -hmm. because I felt like, you know, I'd hand, I talked to my patients, I'd hand them a worksheet and it felt like they were just throwing into the trash. Mm -hmm. And I, so on a broader term, like, can I, can we communicate this better so that through media we can make a difference and our, you know, what we're saying can be broadcast more largely. And then, you know, we can actually get what we want to say out to a, to more people faster um, and in a more approachable manner. So with Allie, it, I had a, I interned with her um, throughout the whole summer and I, I just learned so much from a media perspective that it really, I mean, it completely influenced my career track. So I ended up then interning during my clinicals for chef, for chef Sai on his show. I'm simply Ming for during season 14. And yeah. And, um, and quickly before, um, for people who may not know who, um, chef Ming Sai is, can you, um, yeah. give a little bit of a, a background on him? Yeah. Yeah. So he, in 1998, he opened his first restaurant, Blue Ginger, in Wellesley. Um, he is sort of the pioneer of East-West cuisine here in Boston. So he had his first restaurant, Blue Ginger, in Wellesley. He then opened Blue Dragon, um, also here in Boston, in 2013. And has had he started on the Food Network with East-West. Then he had Ming's Quest. And now has had... Simply Ming on PBS, which is the longest running cooking show on PBS. Um, and we're about to kick off season 18 next month. Yeah. And um, I think most so. people would, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe my generation, the millennial generation um, would recognize Ming Tsai from PBS. Uh, and so, yeah, so you were doing your clinicals in your internship and you're like, yeah, I don't know how much of a difference I can make in this setting and then you decided like communication, like nutrition communication um, would be more of a better fit to kind of get the message out. And so going back, um, you did your uh, a little internship with Ellie Krieger. I'm curious, like, how did you find out? Like, how did you end up uh, finding that uh, or, you know, that position uh, during your internship yeah. to, to work with her? So um, through my program at BU, um our director, Joan Salji Blake, has some phenomenal connections and she was able to set that up. She just, she's amazing. She's an amazing networker. Um, all credit to her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then after that, you're, and you know, if you could continue, you were talking about um, now interning for Chef Ming Tsai. Yeah. So um, I ended up interning for him, for him in the show for two weeks during my clinicals. And honestly, I think I just washed dishes for two weeks, but it was the most fun <laughs> I've had. Like I had, I loved it. I came home every night. I'd call my parents and be like, you never know who I, you know, guess who I met today. And they're like, who? I was like, Jacques Pepin. <laughs> and, you know, it was like, you know, or um, Rick Bayless. And, you know, I'd name all these famous chefs mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my parents, you know, were like, oh, that's cool. Um, but it was seriously the best two weeks I had, you know, I just fell in love with it. And one of my friends was like, you, this is the happiest I've seen you throughout your entire clinical experience. <laughs> you have to figure out a way how to do this, you know, whether it's, you know, not washing dishes, but like you're, you're enthralled 
and enthused by being on set, doing this sort of production work in the culinary sphere, figure out how to do this as a dietitian. And that sort of pushed me to then ask his assistant at the time for just to, I asked her if I could reach out to her while I was applying for jobs because I knew I was going to be a couple weeks later. And so I did that. And the response I got was, sure, no problem. What's the job? I sent it back. And so it was like a Monday night, probably the next day or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got a call from him and I didn't know the number. So I let it go to voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) And I was sitting in the diet office at the hospital and, you know, I, I saw the voicemail go through. So I listened to it and like, Becca, the chef Ming's eye, pick up. Uh, I want to talk to you, you know, happy to give you a recommendation, but I think I have something better for you. And so called him right back. He didn't answer, but finally got a hold of him and uh, met him for dinner. We had a whole conversation and um, ended up where I, sort of where I am today. So the job has changed a lot um, in the four years that I've worked for him. So my title that I started with was culinary marketing manager. Um, and that was much more, you know, maintenance of the website, social media, um, and then the culinary production for Simply Ming. Today, you know, I'm, I'm really his PR communications director and culinary producer. And then now he's launched Ming Things, which is an entirely new company um, as of March 2020. So mm. um, that's an entire new role. So you, I mean, you pretty much quickly realized you know, as soon as you interned with chef that this is like, this was it for you. Like you, you, you knew you wanted to do like screw clinical, like this is what you, you, you were passionate about. Yeah. I, I just realized the opportunity. I sort of saw, I think I saw the power of TV with Ellie and understood the ability that people have to communicate outside of a hospital room and then interning with chef I understood his power and his ability he's such a good communicator and then when I got the job he you know he right away understood that I wanted to make I wanted to be able to use me being an RD and infuse that into the role and so and he's allowed me to do that from day one um, which I have to you know I commend him and and give him the credits that he allows me to do it. So day one, I've been writing in every recipe that we publish or that he publishes it. There's an eat well with Ming tips. So I write, you know, did you know, you know, what, whatever vegetable is in the, or protein is in the recipe. I write a, did you know fact just to sort of showcase. And I, and then like for the simply Ming episodes that you'll see them start to pop up in the episodes you know, those, that goes out to a mil, over a million mm-hmm. viewers every week. And, you know, it's interesting because I think um, when I th- look at, you know, your career path, like uh, most people, you know, the convention is uh, you finish your internship and then you work maybe in the clinical realm for a little bit. So I feel like you kind of went uh, against the convention. And so did you have any hesitation or were you... Um, I don't know, nervous about starting, starting off, you know, in this, in this yeah. realm. Oh yeah. I think I had, I think I was on the phone with my, you know, my parents the night before, 
before after I, I think I had dinner with him and then he said, you know, sleep on it. I'll talk to you tomorrow if, you know, to make a final decision. And I think, you know, we, I went back and forth and I was on the phone with them for like a couple hours. Just, should I do it? Should I not? Cause it, so backstory, I was supposed to move home. I'm from Chicago. I was supposed to move home. Like I had sent bags. My parents had visited a month before I sent stuff home with them and clear, I clearly didn't, but so it totally changed. I mean, clearly changed my decision, but yeah, I went, I, through, I think throughout the like two or three hours I went back and forth and I, I think it ended with my mom being like, this is a one, you know, we sort of both were like, this is a once in a lifetime. Are you going to regret not doing this? And just sort of, yeah, I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just went for it. And I guess if I'm I'm curious if you could talk about your time, um, you know, you had already mentioned a little bit um in the beginning you were working more um as the like culinary pro- producer on that side. Mm-hmm. And like what was your like typical day-to-day like for for that role that you had? Yeah, so it was a lot more focused on events that he was doing um which obviously now in COVID is so different, but and and I, we still do. I mean, right now they're virt- we did a virtual demo today where last week we shipped out 20 boxes and they all got there and then we did the virtual demo. So, but when I first started, it was much more focused on, you know, which recipe was he going to do at what event? Did we have to send books? Did we not? Making sure that his apron, knife, et cetera, et cetera, got there. Co- um, coordinating, you know, making sure his assistant had you know coordinating travel with her and things like that and then you know the culinary production stuff for simply ming is still the same um it's a little bit different because we're taping it slightly differently because of covid Mm -hmm. but in non-covid times it it would run the same as far as like being in studio connecting with all the chefs getting the recipes ordering all the food prepping it the cocktail like it it would run the same way yeah I mean my day-to-day to to be honest was always different just because it really depended on you know where he was if he was traveling and it still is I mean now it's a little bit more the same just because working from home but sort of different if we're in production for Ming's things then I'm at the production facility what's something that people don't know about like like production for for some for like a cooking show I guess like while you've been working for uh the, the show itself. Uh, I think my favorite fact is that, so chef, I write his recipes live as his, as he's cooking. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that might be my favorite one. Oh, that's so, so interesting. He gives me a list of ingredients. So what happened, the process is, and I think that's why I love it so much because it's, it's so interactive, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I book all the guest chefs and I get their recipes and then we a cocktail to, to the show and then chef will give me his list of ingredients based on the guest chef's recipes that he's going to cook. So it usually has something to do with the the protein that the other guest chef picked or, you know, a main vegetable or something like that, or the, the carbohydrate or the grain. And then, so he'll give me his list. I'll, you know, or, or he will give me, you know, a rough idea of a recipe that he's, he's going to make. There's usually a title, you know, um, like, chicken lettuce cups or something like that with a list of ingredients. So I'll have some sort of idea. Sometimes there will be a base recipe that I can pull. But yeah, I usually have to write the recipes um, live as he's cooking. And then in between takes, I'll go up and, and check. Okay, so that was about two tablespoons or 
you know, half a cup of whatever and we confirm and then I go back to my little spot huh. where I can sort of see everything happening. So you're watching as he's making it and you're writing the recipe during that time. Yeah. And then I guess, where does this recipe go? Like, what do you do with this recipe? Oh, they live on Ming.com. Oh, I see. Okay. So you're writing this, you know, during the the live uh, taping and then these will end up going on uh, the website for obviously for, yeah. other, you know, for people who watch the show, they'd be like, oh, you, you know, I want, I want this recipe. Yeah. And then you can download them to cook. Got it. Okay. Wow. That's so, yeah. Cause then you're just kind of eyeballing then, right? When you're watching, you're like, hmm, that looked like a, a teaspoon. And then, but then afterwards you'll, you'll kind of like try to shore that up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So then during editing, I'll get the, I'll get the edited episodes, um, and go back and sort of re-edit the recipe, um, according to the episode that's been edited too, to make sure that, um, everything aligns. So you must be like a master at like, guessing like guesstimating portion sizes i've gotten pretty good at it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every time you- it's, it's my new yeah my new skill You're like that's that's a tablespoon right there <laughs> yeah I, it, like i no longer have to use my hand to guess right and I guess I could see how that would be a useful skill, especially as a dietitian, um, especially if you're trying to educate somebody or, um, I don't know, teach people strategies on how to like kind of guesstimate portion sizes. Yeah, it has been helpful. You know, I I've, I've, have done some counseling on the side and mostly like kitchen related mm-hmm. stuff. And um, it comes in a lot of handy there specifically. Yeah. And so you were saying earlier that um, you do feel like you've been able to use your, you know, dietitian knowledge um, more so on the communication side. Um, do you feel like having your RD and your background in that, has that helped you with anything else in your day to day in your job, do you feel like? And if so, like in what ways? Um, yeah, I think it helps in many ways, actually. So, you know, Chef Sai his lifestyle is very, I mean, it's the way that he cooks too, right? It's very East West, but I think he leads, he leads a healthy lifestyle to begin with. Um, and so having a dietitian on staff sort of helps sort of validate a lot of what he does to begin with. Um, and so, you know, we've gone, he's gone on the Dr. Oz show before and I helped write the script for what he he was going to say to make sure that I wanted him to say certain things so that it, it came, you know, he was communicating things the way I wanted him to as a dietitian, right? So that what he was talking about from a food and nutrition perspective was validated by, you know, what we're taught as dietitians, mm-hmm. right? As backed by research and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and their staff was so happy that I like basically wrote their script for them. <laughs> um, and so it was a really fun opportunity for me to be basically just be, to be able to use my degree and like write their script kind of, you know, and now I, for Ming's bangs, I've, I use it every day to be honest. Um, we're working on packaging for new flavors. And so I use it for packaging. I use it for recipe iteration. I use it for, the plans I use it yeah you name it I use it for I think I use it oh probably every day at this point um 
Yeah. And which is interesting so, because, you know, earlier you had talked about how you had some interested interest in like labeling and regulation. So um, I feel like it it's kind of come back like full circle a little bit. Oh, full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, yeah. No, now I'm in charge of regulatory. So it's everything from the claims on the box to HACCP and, and production to communicating our what we want to say from a nutrition standpoint on, on social media. Um that's all that all falls under me. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you you kind of um, you talked about it earlier, but I think so you've transitioned to sort of a, a new role now, though. Right. Yeah, a little bit. So it, it's still. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm still doing some of what I did before, mm-hmm. you know, with COVID, the demos and things aren't, aren't quite as what they were before. And Simply Ming is a little bit different this season. But yeah, so Ming's Bing's has provided a new opportunity and provided a, a totally new role that I, you know, has been really exciting since like last February or yeah, basically started since last February. Mm. So. And Ming's Bing's, um, what is that exactly? So they're chef size, new consumer packaged good product. Um, they are veggie filled patties that are now available on, they're available online, um, for national shipping. And then in, um, they're available to purchase in store there. It's called Dave's fresh market in Rhode Island. And then they'll soon be available in more grocery stores, but. Oh, nice. So you're working more like, so you're still doing what you were doing before, but you're also working on this product as well. Like what we were talking about earlier, the regulations and labeling and communication and marketing, um, for this particular product. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I guess like, you know, when you look back, I guess, what do you feel like was the most like rewarding aspect or is there something that you're really proud of um, at your time working at your current role? With Chef or with Ming's thing? Um, either. It doesn't, I mean, whatever, whichever one. Most rewarding. Or something that you're most, I don't know, you're most proud of, I guess, proud while of. working there. I mean, I'm really, I think. Every season of Simply Ming is something to be proud of. Uh, we tape 18 shows in six days. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. And Sounds like a very long most, day. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're really long days. Most, like all the prep work falls on me. Most of it does. And, you know, during taping, there, there are a ton of people involved, at least from a culinary production side, like, booking the chefs and, and gathering their recipes, ordering the food, coordinating load in with the equipment. There's just so much logistical coordination that has to happen between us and PBS. And most of it falls to me and one other person at PBS that it, there, it's just, it's a lot of work that by the time we're done filming, it feels like such a feat that we completed. And, and it's a huge, task for chef right it's it's 18 episodes in six days it's a lot of work for him and it's exhausting but seeing the completed season and this the when we get the sizzle reel a month later it, it's just always something i'm really really proud of and my mom was able to come uh she flew out the last season she flew out for season 17 for a day just because she really she wanted to come see a taping um and that was really cool to have her there so um that was a really proud moment for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because literally what you describe sounds like a marathon. And so basically what you're saying is like you're proud, like you you won the marathon <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, and and you you were able to really um, put all that work and effort into to produce something that's um, that you're proud of. Yeah, and I think I think seeing to be honest, seeing Ming's Bings in the grocery store last on Friday was also extremely rewarding. Um, we we've all like our entire team has worked so hard the past however many months and not many companies do that and and get their product on a grocery shelf in the time that we have so that was that was really rewarding to see chef with his product on a grocery shelf the other day right yeah definitely i mean to see all of the hard work that you and uh everybody else involved to actually like see it, you know, cause I'm sure at the time when you guys are working on it, like you don't, you know, you're just like focused, um, on the minutia and the details, like, and then yeah. like, you know, you, you don't actually like envision you it. Get yeah. Bask in the moment. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then, but to be able to finally like see it is like, um, what, like confirmation, right. That, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys did it. You guys did all of the, like, ah, oh, we're here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're in a grocery store. Oh, people get to buy right. it. This is cool. <laughs> um, I guess uh, when you look back, um, did you think like this is like, and I guess like, I'm, well, first of all, how would you describe like the area that you work in? Like, I don't know, like in, would it be like communication, marketing? Yeah, I think uh, that's a hard question. I think I question that all the time because it's, I don't really, to be honest, I don't, every day feels so different. You know, when I'm in the production facility, I'd call it culinary. When I'm, you know, today it was, we were filming TikToks and Pinterest storyboards. (laughs) I'd call that, you know, communication and production. Um, I, I, I would call it like culinary, I don't know, nutrition, communications and culinary marketing I, I don't know maybe something along that that don't sounds know. good you know you know what that i'll we should roll with that that sounds something really along good those lines. um no that sounds legit like if someone told me that i'd be like oh okay i just made it up so there you go <laughs> i'm curious if you do you, are there any other do you know of any other dietitians that work in a uh similar capacity as you do no or d- I know okay. of dietitians who, um, you know, work with food brands who, mm-hmm. you know, do food photography, who, you know, who do that type of work, which is awesome. I, I, I love that kind of stuff. I don't know of any other dietitians that work with chefs. I wish there were more. I wish there were others that I could yeah, talk with. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah share the 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 successes and troubles yeah, no, with. or just um, sort of see what else they're doing get i you know bounce ideas off each other yeah for sure maybe i need to find more maybe i can find another dietitian that uh that works with uh chefs as well if so, you do um that'll be like my next yeah if you do let me know <laughs> okay sounds good that'll be like my next uh scavenger hunt this might be a hard question to, to answer but uh, i thought i'd ask it anyways but is there any um, advice you would give someone uh, wanting to pursue, I guess, the area that, that you're working in? I would say no, because I think I've answered this before. I mean, it, it, yeah, it is kind of a hard question, actually. But I think my... Yeah, because it's so yeah, unique. <laughs> I think my best answer is, I mean, it's the answer I would have, it's the answer, like, truthfully, like I had to give myself, right? Mm-hmm. It's don't be afraid to take a leap. And I will, I'll give this advice because 
I did. T- I didn't tell this part of the story, and it, I'm sorry I didn't. So maybe you can edit this part in. But um, I hand wrote a thank you note to Chef, his assistant, and the person who was in my position, thanking them for the ex- all separate, thanking them for like just an honest thank you note, like explaining why I had the best two weeks I did on set. And I walked in to my first day at the job and my thank you note was hung up on the office door at Blue Ginger. And I asked him, like, is that what I think it is? And he said, yes. And his answer was, that was the first thank you note from an intern I've ever gotten in 14 seasons of Simply Ming. Wow. And he, his next answer was, it was so memorable. That's why I wanted, like, I was happy to give you, a, you know, at least a recommendation to obviously turn it into a job. But so my answer is don't, you know, the world is obviously scary, but I think every something that scares you is so worth taking a leap on at least a chance, right? Send that email, make that phone call and handwrite a thank you note. You never know where it will lead you. It got, it got me my job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that just shows, um, you know, that that you appreciated your time and and them taking the time to also have you as well. Yeah, I mean, it was just a like you know, a couple, three, four sentence thank you note, but <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> then, you know, two months later, I was like, okay, we can take that down. Thanks, um, but it, you know, I, I think it just goes to show like those small gestures really mean a lot. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, that's really good advice because, and, and from a lot of interviews I've done, um, yeah, not to be afraid to try something new or take on a new opportunity because you never know where it's going to kind of lead you. And because I think some people, I think especially, you know, some people, I was thinking, me, <laughs> um, you know, we can get caught up in the like, what if, you know, the what if oh. questions, like, what if this, you know, what, what if, if that, like, what know. if it doesn't work yeah. out? Like, what if it, well, yeah. What if they hate me? What if they like think I'm not who I said I was? Yeah, the anxieties you know, so. of the what is. But I mean, I think, you know, I almost didn't apply for that. Like Krieger, you know, we had to like rank for a practicum. Mm. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I did. Right. And it's, mm-hmm. I think if we don't, it's so cliche, but if we don't take those chances, you never know what what would have happened um and that's why I, I mean truth like truthfully that's why I took the job like I never know like I my life would probably be significantly more boring yeah 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 I think yeah you would be stuck with your what if questions and they would have never been answered because you never <laughs> decided exactly. to try it <laughs> I mean two weeks into this job I was on a plane to Norway filming Simply Ming so would never have had those experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Is there anything I didn't ask or is there anything you wanted to share before we end this interview? Yeah. So Ming's Bings are available nationwide. Um, if you go to mingsbings.com, you can purchase them and have them shipped to your door. Um, they're veggie filled patties and we're coming out with three new flavors in about two weeks. So look out for those. They're unbelievable. I brought 
all three new flavors home last week to my boyfriend to try and his words were, oh my God, these are, I won't say the word, but effing delicious. Um, <laughs> yeah. So not my word. I mean, they are really, they're, they are that good. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I'm biased, but the three, like all of the flavors are unbelievable, but um, these new flavors are really fun. They're just in time for Super Bowl. So they're, they're awesome. Um, I think, timing for Super Bowl is going to be really great. Yeah, definitely. You guys, you guys, uh, did perfect timing to, <laughs> to get these yeah, out. It's been a sprint, but it's, it's been fun. Yeah. And no, I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate you showing your perspective. Uh, I think there would be a lot of people interested in hearing about your experience because, uh, you know, not many people or not many dietitians, um, like we talked about earlier, work in a, in the capacity that you do. So I think it'll be, um, I think people would be really interested in kind of hearing about your experience and hopefully also, you know, inspire people to, you know, take on new opportunities and, um, yeah, not to be stuck with the, you know, what if questions. hope so. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. And like in a true Rebecca fashion, I received a thank you email the next morning from Rebecca. And I'm not going to lie. It felt really good to get one. I think Rebecca's story really goes to show how something so small could have so much impact and how you never know where it might lead you. If you want to see what Rebecca's up to, you can follow her on Instagram at beccanorin.rd and I'll make sure to link that in the episode description. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would help us out if you left a rating or review. And if you or anyone you know works in a unique or niche field of nutrition and would like to be on the show, please reach out to me on social media or at our website, www.dietitiansunknown.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>